Hi, listeners. It's Rachel. Just a reminder that we are off this week and next because of other work commitments, but we don't want to leave you empty-handed. So here's an episode I recorded with Kate Casey of the Reality Life podcast about our favorite royal documentaries. You can check out the show notes for the complete list of documentaries that Kate and I name. And I want to make mention here that we recorded this interview before the health scares of the Princess of Wales, the King, and the Duchess of York. So keep that in mind for context. I hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back on February 21st with regular programming. See you then. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have with me today one of my absolute favorite podcasters, the amazing Kate Casey. Did I do it right? <laughs> you did. What? Thank you. I'm so happy that you said that. That makes me feel great. I know. Well, I listened to I listened to your show. I love your show. And uh, listener, she is the host of the Reality Life podcast. I actually had the honor of recently appearing on the show, and I, we had a really good time. And but the, sure- by the way, was that a good episode or what? I mean, I think so, but I'm a little biased, right? I thought oh, no, we people were like. Time. People were saying how much they laughed. Yeah, because oh, you're like positive and believe in people and I'm more sarcastic. And that's so why we work, Kate. That's why yeah. we're a good team. We balance <laughs> each other. We, we're the exactly. gang. But listeners, Kate is a royal watcher. She knows what she's mm-hmm. talking about in this arena. She's got a wealth of knowledge about the royal family. And I wanted her to come on our show and discuss some of her favorite royal documentaries, which is a topic that yes. actually I don't think we've covered in the show and the four almost four years of the show. So in addition to her podcast, she also has a sub stack you can and absolutely should subscribe to that mm-hmm. is called what to watch with Kate Casey. And in addition to Royals content, she's got amazing reality TV content, true crime content that I've really gotten into lately. Your Martha Moxley episode, Kate. So, so oh, much, yeah. so much good. So truly one of the best, most well-researched and thoughtful interviewers out there. Kate is an Thank unscripted you. TV expert. You're welcome. Who takes out all of the guesswork as to what to watch on any given week. You're a fantastic curator and Kate has five kids as we were just talking about. She has five kids. So she's obviously superwoman. And I'm really happy to have you here with me, Kate. It's funny how people are like, oh my gosh, you're so busy. Cut to me like hanging out at a restaurant with somebody for way too long talking about the royal family. That's right. That's <laughs> that's how we live. So I'm like, yeah, you- I'm so busy that I, 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 you know what it is? Yeah. Here's the, here's the really good secret. Uh-huh. When you have this many kids, no one asks you to do anything because they think you're probably too busy. true. Cause they're like, she's, she's too busy. She's covered. Yeah, like I, I judge people with one or two kids. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, obviously you're going to have What time. about someone Just with be- no kids like me? <laughs> so yeah. I'd be time. like, of course you and have how time. How do I not have it all together? But that's the problem. Everybody thinks you have time. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why you just have a bunch of children and then they'll leave you alone. I've never okay. been asked to be like a room parent. And by the way, I would never want to be, cause I'd be terrible. <laughs> 
I mean, can you imagine really me good. as a room parent? No, no. They'd be like, You'd be a drill fight. sergeant, like you they'd, just said. But they'd fight over stupid things like poster boards and like raising money. And I would just go, okay, like, why don't we just do this a lot easier? And yeah. then they would hate me. Well, you've got enough going on. You don't need to be a room parent. But how did you get into the royal family? What was your entree point? I remember my mother watching Princess Diana's wedding, which is mm -hmm. very strange because I was so little, but uh, very much my mother was very into the royal family, but I've always been somebody who is wildly fascinated by people's personalities, specifically people who are part of the aristocracy. It continues mm -hmm. to be an obsession of mine, mm -hmm. probably because it was so unlike my own. I've always said that the Unscripted television for me is so, so fascinating because it allows you kind of to peek into the world of someone who has a life so dissimilar to yours. And yeah. you can't get better example of that than the royal family. Yeah. In yeah. no way can we probably relate to most of the things that go on in their life. And because of that, it's just fun to kind of look from afar to judge and to kind of imagine ourselves had we lived the same walk of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some things obviously that are similar, like we all want connectivity and love and we want to be, have great parents and all of that, but their daily life is so wildly different than mine. Mm -hmm. I always find them fascinating. And I also sometimes feel like, like a normal family, sometimes the person who's the most beloved and favored mm -hmm. should not be. It's the other people on the sidelines who are far more interesting. Are you insinuating something, Kate Casey? Well, I just think like everybody gives too, too much shits about like Harry and Megan and Diana, which is fine. They're interesting in their own ways, but like the other people, I'm like, what is going down over there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of feel like Mike Tyndall and Zara are a good time. Like if oh, I'm going to go no, there, I'm no going to fly in. Yeah. I want to go out for drinks with them. I feel like they know where all the bodies are buried. I'm going to get 100%. them fired up pretty easily. And they're yeah. going to go, let's, let, let, let's break this down for you. So I would like to roll with them. 100%. Princess Anne, got to tell you, I feel like despite her icy exterior, I feel like I could really get to know her. I feel like I you like and Anne Sophie. would be good friends. I feel like you and Anne we, are oh, similarly mannered. I feel like Anne and Sophie and myself, if we were to go like on some sort of hunt or maybe go out to lunch, uh -huh. I'd be able to crack them because I'm not from their world. And, you are and a great I, interviewer. You probably could. I would just be like, Okay, let's talk about Meghan Markle. Like, oh, what's going on? Give me the, give me the real. You know what I mean? Yeah, Speaking I feel like they would tell me that. Yeah, well, what compels? So that's your entree point. But what compels you most about the royal family today in modern times? Well, I, I'm compelled by how it, they're essentially not. They're not really a family. It's a family business. Totally. It's no different than people who watch Succession and they like love every single second of that. You, you have your, your modern day Succession in the royal family. I think that all the moving parts of that family business is wildly fascinating. Mm -hmm. The way that Harry, for example, gets so upset about his station in the hierarchy and how they treat him, the fact that at this point of his life that he's surprised by it is surprising to me. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. It surprises me that Meghan Markle as an American woman, a progressive woman would believe that she could just kind of like waltz in and change the, change the furniture around wildly fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's interesting, like who Queen Elizabeth's favorites were, who she didn't enjoy much. 
the fact that Prince Andrew is able to hang out and go to any events is unbelievable to me. Like, how is that even possible? They keep soft launching him a little bit more, a little bit more. And I don't, I don't know. How, I don't like that very much, but that's my own opinion. I know. I don't like that at all. And I don't like, I just don't really enjoy Fergie. I like, I like Fergie to, now. I like Fergie. They're like trying them. to bring them into the fold once again. And I, I, I got over them a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the newer generation. I'm really into them. I feel like we know way too much about, you know, the others, they get, it's, we've been saturized by their stories, but I'm talking, what's the name of the really hot cousin? Uh, oh, Zara's the Shadow brother. Brothers? Mar- Princess Margaret's grandsons? No, Princess Zara's brother. Oh, Peter one- Phillips. Oh my Peter God, Phillips. I've been on the show a million times. He's my favorite. Peter I, yeah. I'm a happily married woman, but I would go on a date with him. I'm not going to oh, lie. He's go- he has a, he has a girlfriend, much to my chagrin that he got a divorce, maybe four or five years ago and but he's in happy in a relationship whatever but i do love peter phillips now he's like i want i want to know what he has seen that that's what's interesting to me and then all of the friends in the orbit of the of the royal family like the friends that they met at eaton and whatever and they get to go to the fox hunts and the Uh things that they overhear oh yeah that is way much more interesting than anything else 100%. Well, speaking of interesting things, let's talk documentaries. So I didn't have not on, and by the way, listeners, Jessica is not here because she is just not as big of a documentary fan as Kate and I are. So she politely excused herself from the conversation, which I respect because if you don't have anything to bring to the table, then just let the others talk about it. So I haven't fully thought this out. Do you want to go back and forth as to documentaries to recommend? Definitely. And I will say this for people that are skittish about walking into the world of documentaries Mm -hmm. i say this to you you're about to have your hair blown back because you think you know a story and once you start kind of peeling back the layers you're going to be so obsessed with some of these that you're going to think about it for days you're going to want to have conversations about it the best thing in the world really is by the way just like you got to get on my sub stack with my must watch list which Mm -hmm. you can get at katecasey.substack.com and here's Mm -hmm. why Mm-hmm. Once you start watching documentaries, you are going to be the party favorite. You're going to be the person on the table everyone wants to talk to because you're going to have an ability to st- discuss a number of topics. And should the royal family come up, which it will in your lives because everybody listening to the show already loves the royals, mm-hmm. people are going to be so impressed with your vast knowledge. Mm-hmm. They're going to love that you're going to give them homework, which I'm about to give you too. We're going to give you things to watch. Yes, you've got a and lot. You're going to go back to your lives mm-hmm. and you're going to talk about this and you, then you're going to give them homework. So they have an obligation to come back to you and hang out again. So let's say there's somebody at this dinner party and you're like, I'd really like to get to know them better, but I just don't know my way in. This is what you do. You start talking, you give them homework and you say, cannot wait to go to the next dinner party. You have to circle back with me and tell me what you thought about it. You yeah. just made a new friend. Congratulations. Boom. Living life the Kate Casey way, everybody. That's how we do it. So yeah, I mean, I think documentaries, I would rather to, for me personally, I would rather watch a documentary than just about anything. And so all of these, and by the way, we're only listeners bringing the best of the best documentaries to you. We're not bringing you like any rubbish documentaries. We're bringing, we're bringing a curated list just for you. So we're going to get, I know from my side, I don't know how many you have on your list, Kate, but I have like at least probably seven or eight that I'm bringing. So we've, we're going to give you plenty of fodder for, for documentaries. So do you want to kick us off? What's your first recommendation? My first one, favorite one is called House of Windsor. It oh, used to be a great on Netflix. One. Mm-hmm. 
but now you can get access to it on, I believe, Apple TV+. Plus. Honestly, you just Google it, you'll find it. House of Windsor is, I don't know, maybe like six or seven episodes. Mm-hmm. The episode that I think everyone's going to love is the one about Prince Philip, because that backstory, his life, I yeah. find yes. crazy. Yeah. All of his relatives, how he ended up, you know, dating Elizabeth, right. and then, of course, you know, what their lives have been like since, but more so who he was prior to Elizabeth and the nutty members of his family. I mean, the story about his mom alone, you're mm-hmm. like, wait, what? And the mm-hmm. fact that people are so flabbergasted about what, like what happens in modern times with like Megan and Harry and Catherine and William, if you just peel the layer back and go back and read about what happened to Prince Philip and his siblings and his mother, you're you're going to not even believe it. So that is a great first step in the doc series uh, mm-hmm. world house of Windsor. It's much more of the backstory of on the family and how they became the house of Windsor. Of course they had a different name and mm-hmm. how they, they kind of adopted that. So that's my recommendation. You've seen it. You, you, you enjoy I have it seen it. I didn't realize they took it off of Netflix. You know, there's sometimes with Netflix, there's a period of time. Like I just found that they had removed the Dolly Parton documentary. I am Dolly, which is also excellent. Mm-hmm. There was like, there was like a 23 month and which is weird, like 23 months. That's so specific, but yeah, why not just round um, up to the 24 and make it solid? Two I know. Years, but anyway, that period of time lapsed. So then other networks are free to grab it. That is a great one. And I'm actually going to take a page off out of your book and start broadly. So my, I guess, broader documentary that I'm going to bring to the table first is called The Windsors Inside the Royal Dynasty. Have you seen this one? This was on CNN. I believe I did see it. Yeah. I like the CNN ones, by the way, they flow very well. Yeah. And I like the commentators. Sometimes if it's like off CNN or off Apple TV or off Netflix, depending on what network it is, Mm-hmm. You, some of the royal correspondents, I'm like, they did just find somebody at the pub and ask them questions. <laughs> they may as well have hey, me. you over there. What do you think about this? Yeah. yeah. It's like, righty. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> well, this is a six part CNN original series. It starts with Wallace Simpson. So around the abdication time. Ooh, what and a story goes, on that one. Oh, God, I know. Right. Um, and then it goes all the way up to William, Kate, Harry and Meghan. So that is that's the that might not be my favorite one, but that is the first one that I'm going to bring to the table because it is broad. And while we're on the topic, by the way, of CNN docuseries. I'm going to throw another one in there, just kind of like a footnote to this. Diana, it's just called Diana. This was also a six-part CNN docuseries, and it came out in 2021, and the whole shtick was that they wanted to show the person behind the princess. And mm-hmm. again, like you said, CNN docuseries are good because they have really legitimate experts because they're mm-hmm. CNN. They've got them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, those are the two, I think those are the only two CNN docuseries that I have. So already we've got three great, those are those the two, the two about the Royal family as a whole are great places to start because they just are so broad and then you can go more granular from there. So what's your number two? Elizabeth, the unseen queen. This was a 2022 BBC documentary about yes, the life of Queen yes. Elizabeth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This one was good because they used never before seen photographs and footage from her childhood. I love it when there are, there's archival footage. I live for that. Tells the story of her life as a young princess through her coronation at age 25. I always like, you know, looking back in time and wondering 
like if I had ever had the opportunity privilege to interview her, I would have asked her like, who were you in your mind? Who were you at 25 before, just Mm -hmm. before the coronation? Like, who did you see yourself as? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And, and I, you know what, weirdly our lists are matching up because my second one is also about the queen specifically. This is, uh, this one is called queen of the world and it is from 2018. It's an HBO max documentary. And actually for whatever reason, the royally commissioned, I guess, documentaries in are on HBO. I don't know what that means, but um, I also want to offer up while we're talking about royally commissioned documentaries, again, a footnote, um, William and Harry commissioned two documentaries about their mom, Princess Diana. The first is Diana, our mother, her life and legacy. I believe this is also on HBO Max, if I'm not mistaken. That is, that one made me cry. That oh, one was sweet. Uh, all of them. Yeah. Both of the, both of these that I'm about to say made me cry. So William and Harry were involved in these. This one came out in 2017. So that would be 20 years after her death in 1997. The other one, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to talk about this one or maybe not, but it's the other one is called Diana seven days. Are you going to talk about that? No, go ahead. Okay. Well, just to say that it's good and it's commissioned by William and Harry. So you know that it's, it's Oh no, you, be... you're right. I did have that on my list. Okay. I lied. I, I, I didn't know if I was making that up in my head or not, but so I'll let you talk about that in a sec, but, um, the Diana, our mother, her life and legacy has Charles Spencer in there, who you and I were just talking about offline. He has a book coming out in March and then Elton John is in there. So I love, I, I do love the ones that the Royal family commissioned. And speaking of that, I'm just kind of all over the place right now, but this one is, I want, I want to know if you've seen this one, cause it's kind of hard to find. Have you ever seen the Royal? It's just called the Royal family. And it's the one from 1969 that the Royal no, commission. I've only seen clips because it's hard to watch. It's the hard whole to thing. find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it was, this one was commissioned by the Royal family. It keeps getting, so first of all, it got pretty much wiped clean because it doesn't, this documentary does not really age well, right? Like it was filmed mm-hmm. in 1969. There's some things said that, that do not age well into our no, they don't. era. And so it, it, it popped up on YouTube a couple of years ago and that's when I watched it, but it's, it comes, it's hit or miss. You might be able to find it on YouTube. I really don't know. It originally aired on BBC one and ITV back in June of 1969. It was timed around Charles investiture as the Prince of Wales. And so the queen later, had it banned and it hasn't been on television since 1977 so um if you can find it that at least at one point was commissioned by the royal family i think it was philip that was behind that actually and uh but it's more difficult to find now that was a great one too because people had their own ideas of how they operated within the the castle walls Mm -hmm. i think people were elated for the opportunity to see like what is it like when they're just hanging out at home? Now, in retrospect, we look back and it's totally curated, which is a joke. Mm-hmm. But at the time, can you imagine if, you know, you only see them at formal engagements and then you get access to like what their living room looks like and right. decorating a Christmas tree. You're probably right. like, what? Yeah, so the they one were scene sort I remember of... is them like sitting around, I think they were watching television and then there was yes. another scene where they're like sitting at the dinner table and it's just very, it feels like very voyeuristic. Like I shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? I know what but, I love um, that. But anyway, they... I, I don't know if it, I haven't looked in a while. It's worth, I mean, if you like royal documentaries, it's worth, it's worth at least trying to YouTube it and find it. It feels very Kardashians when you go back and you look at it. Yeah, for sure. 
yeah, for many reasons, mm-hmm. it, I, I get why the queen said, no, nah, take it, take it down, wipe it. But um, it's still interesting. It's it's a piece of, of culture, right? It's, I feel like they're always vacillating between we want to see, seem human, but we still need to seem. Exactly. And that is a yeah. tough line to walk, right? Like we want to be mm-hmm. regal, but we also want to be relatable. And that's, that's always been the challenge. But all right. But, uh, but it's also one? like, you can't be relatable when you have all of this property and you're your King Charles and you have someone like waiting outside of your door to clip your toenails. You're not relatable. It's never so gonna in be relatable. it's never like, going to happen, but in, it's like me trying to have a conversation with Paris Hilton about like having a job in college. Like she, she she'd know. be like, what are you talking about? So even when I was reading spare with Prince Harry, I, I believe I mentioned this to you when we talked um, mm-hmm. like sometimes the way he complains about his dad. Mm, yeah. I was like, he doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. They have like such a different worldview. Yeah. That everybody else is kind of like, I don't understand, but we cannot even imagine ourselves in that kind of life. So it, I don't know. It's endlessly fascinating. Okay. So Diana's seven days that shook the world. This is on Apple TV plus this focuses on the days following the tragic death of princess Diana, August 31st, 1997. Yeah. I liked this because I felt like much like everybody else, probably walking oneself through that day, that moment you found out about what happened to her and the days after, because um, I've asked, you know, for example, my mother, like, did that, that feel like similar to what you felt like? I don't know, like a, like a John F. Kennedy. And she said in, in the respect that you do feel like you're in a fog for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was an intern at the White House. I was a freshman in college. And my job was to go to the executive office building, which is next to the uh, West Wing. And I would have to take all these newspapers and cut up little newspaper articles written about the administration and make photocopies into a booklet that I would go around and I would put on each of the desks. And I remember showing up the day after that. I had been actually watching Saturday Night Live when Brian Williams came on the news and he said there's been a car accident. I think all of us mm-hmm. kind of thought maybe that this is a like a Saturday Night Live skit, like it's not real. Um, that but the would be next the day, least funny Saturday Night Live skit ever, right? I know, but it was just like, this can't be real. Yeah. The next day I go into the the White House and I mean, I there were hundreds of papers I had to go through and everyone was just like front page. You know, we can't believe she's gone. Then I went to the D, the, the embassy um, the British embassy in DC and there were lines longer than you can imagine. And you just had the sense of the world is mourning with her kids. I think every parent mourned like the Mm -hmm. idea of a mother, um, leaving her children. So I like this doc because it takes you back to who, who you were in that moment and what envisioning, like what was going on behind the scenes. Harry talks a little bit about in his book, what was happening. And so you think about that now that you've read his book and you watch the boys walk through the, um, the street with the, with, um, with the carriage. And Mm -hmm. so that's interesting. Like Diana, our mother, that's the the, the documentary. Um, the other one that you mentioned seven days that shook the world was commissioned by Prince William and Harry Mm -hmm. to commemorate the 20th anniversary of their mother's death. And the two princes appear in the film. And I thought it was very, very moving. You don't have to be a parent to to just have your heart ache. And no, for sure, very well done. I agree. And again, my picks are very much dovetailing yours. This was not planned, but I, I I'm wondering if you've seen this one because this might be the number one. 
of all of the documentaries I'm bringing to the table today. I don't know why I didn't start with this, but The Princess by Ed Perkins. Have you seen this? Mm, I think so. I believe it lives on HBO Max. And so this is, like as I just said, a film directed by Ed Perkins. It came out in 2022. Mm-hmm. It's told, it, it's a little bit different because it's told in the present tense. And obviously, you know, in 2022, Diana had been gone for 25 years. And it really, draw, this this film draws on recently revealed testimony about what, what you were just talking about, the, after, the immediate aftermath of the crash and some rarely seen archival footage. It covers the most iconic moments of Diana's life, you hear it's just you hear it from her perspective as opposed to, you know, the bird's eye view. It's just really, really good. And I remember, I think I got a screener sent to me of that. So I watched it early and I just, it was, it was so compelling. And it, for me by 2022, right? Like I, 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 I mean, I'm not, I've never called myself a Royal expert and I never will, but I knew a lot about the Royal family. We'll just say by 2022. And I learned so much in this Mm -hmm. documentary. So I I really recommend this highly. It's called the princess and I believe it's still on HBO max. The next one I have is called King Charles, the boy who walked alone. Oh, that's a good one. I like this one because that actually over, over the holidays. I like this one because I feel like, especially interviewing so many people over the years, it's easy to make decisions about people until you start to look at their own origin story and the origin story of their parents. And once you kind of understand where King Charles' life began and his worldview and how that was, how his worldview was shaped, you begin to understand how he became the parent that he is to his children. Um, Consequently, a grandparent too, but moreover, his relationship with Diana, his relationship with his mother and his siblings. There's a quote in this by um, a a former schoolmate, Johnny Stonborough. He says, Charles was the boy who walked alone. Um, This is a 90-minute documentary, Paramount Plus film, a look at the coming of age of the king, featuring interviews to former girlfriends, schoolmates, royal staff, and more. Again, like he's like a, in modern day times, it would be like somebody watching Paris in Love on Peacock and you'd go, huh? Like what? That's what, what, that's how their life is? I think it's the same with King Charles. It it is so different than our lives and Mm -hmm. so much of his upbringing. I mean, he really wasn't, didn't have like hands-on parents that affects how you parent. Mm -hmm. He's sent away to school that he hates that affects you feeling like, um, he can't live up to his expectations, his privacy concerns, marrying someone that he had felt like he had to settle with. Like all these things you're like, okay, well now it makes sense why he behaves in certain ways, his worldview, how his relationships are with the people in his life. I think everything kind of makes more sense when you look in broad scopes mm-hmm. at all of the players in the royal family and what their life experience was and therefore how they look at the world. Yeah, when you watch that, because I've seen that as well, I I don't envy King Charles at all. Like, I, I know he's the king, but absolutely not. He has had, I, I mean, look, I'm going to say this and people are going to roll their eyes. I'd take it, by the way, I'd be King Charles tomorrow. I'll do it. Okay. 
well, you do. I mean, look, I don't want it. I'm not interested in it. He said, look, I mean, he was raised with distant parents, right? Who were, who were so busy. Which by the way, is very typical of the aristocracy. True. He's not the only one. I mean, look, yes, he's in palaces. Yes. He wears a crown on his head. Yes. He's extraordinarily wealthy, but I think that Charles has had maybe one of the more lonely existences, even though Mm -hmm. he's always surrounded by, by people. Um, I don't envy him at all. And, and this, and I watched another one and I can't remember what it was called. It just came out for the coronation and I can't call it right now, but it just, the more I learn about Charles, the more I, I, I'm, I understand him and I, and I, Mm -hmm. I I just, I wouldn't want that lifestyle. If you want that, Kate, you, you are the queen. I mean, you have five children. I've already crowned you queen of of this podcast, but I just, I just feel like I could move in and fix things. You, you I feel like they're all so stubborn. I feel like I'd like to just move in. I, I mean, I feel like I could get everybody together. All right, you, know, you could, you know. could ship shape if you can raise five children and have the amazing career that you do and keep it all in line. Then you can do. I anything. feel like the trick with them is just to get them laughing, and I feel like they all have a very good sense of they humor. Have a great it's just sense of humor. Yeah, they're so stuck in what their role is and what the family in the family that they, uh-huh. that holds them back from a lot of mending the fences. That's true. Like, well, I, I think that they're, they're, they're bred to, to be competitive with one another. Oh, of course. If, 100%. You could dismantle that a little bit. Like Harry was bred to have, um, to feel less than his brother. And conversely, William was bred to feel like he's got the weight of his shoulders on his, you know, the weight of the world on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. You could help dismantle that a little bit. I think that would move mountains. Yeah, well, I think they're doing that with George, Charlotte, and Louis. And I by wonder- the way, that's that—that's the whole thing I said to you. That's the whole thought. Harry and Meghan are never going to have a relationship with William and Catherine. Yeah, not at this point. Yeah. But if they do, it's because it's gonna, you're going to have to wait for the cousins to get older, and exactly. they're going to bond. If it's you look at, I mean, hard to bond though if they never see each other. You know what I mean? One lives in Cal, one set lives in California, one lives well, in no, the UK because their their parents are rule over their lives. So they're in charge of who they get to see. But once you become around 18 years old and then you go off to go to college, mm-hmm. you start to strip your parents' ideologies and you begin to develop your own. And when you have the rest of the world saying, your cousin sounds like a real good time, like that, like, why don't you guys hang out? And you start to realize, like, I live in a different era than the era of my parents. Mm-hmm. And this is dumb. And this is wasted time. Mm-hmm. And my cousin didn't, didn't do anything to me. You're sort of stuck in that vacuum when your parents hate each other. But once you grow, get older, I think that that's all going to be much easier to navigate. You know what? I, I'm writing the script in my head right now. In my fictionalized version of the mending of fences it's louis that brings everyone together with his boisterous oh no it's it's definitely louis louis the one louis the glue louis and archie are super close and that's what sparks all the reconciliation in about 10 years 15 years i'm but but it it might be a little bit funny too be like if they stay in california because they're going to shit talk him behind the back. And then Louie like, like goes to California to visit Archie and he falls in love with California and he stays And he's there. like, I'm going to stay here. And yep, then they're like, yep, we've yep. lost another one. But <laughs> I just, Louie, Louie is going to be the answer to all the problems. I'm telling you, like he yeah, is. So what we need to stop relying on Harry and William to make up. There's no interest. Who cares? Move on. They're all different people. In what world would Meghan Markle and Catherine ever hang out 
probably never like their probably lives are so not. dissimilar mm-hmm. ever cousins are a whole other ball like what if they end up at school together that would be a good time like maybe they all go to like or two of them go to like university of california santa barbara i would love to see that <laughs> i'm thinking they're maybe going to more like stanford or something like that not to knock ucsb but i don't know but in but in you know 15 years Harvard, maybe that's not the, maybe Oxford. that's not the school to go to maybe that school's going to be like vanderbilt and they're in the same sorority or something yeah i'm into it well speaking of a documentary that is almost painfully obvious to put on this list although you know maybe some might not because it is so painfully obvious i gotta throw harry and megan the netflix docuseries on here i mean like them or love them that's a documentary and it i well it is i mean that's a way to put it when my mom said she saw a baby that was ugly she would go now that's a baby (laughs) (laughs) so that's a documentary it it, it is is, right like the assignment was bring royal documentaries and that that is that now okay first of all i really like the work of liz garbus i like her yes i do uh, too her resume like she's done nina simone she's done ariana grande she's done marilyn monroe and so when i heard that she was directing this i was really excited and you know what that i will say that that the harry and, and by the way of course listeners you all know that this came out in 2022 it's six parts um Whereas I learned so much from, for example, The Princess by Ed Perkins, I knew, and I'm not like trying to get up in my ivory tower and say, I already knew all that, but like, I knew most of this stuff, right? There wasn't mm-hmm. much that it taught me. Um, I, there were some nuances like that they met on Instagram and not at, on the blind date or whatever, but um, you know, it just, I don't know. I, I actually want to know your thoughts on the docuseries. Um. I thought it was a little too long mm-hmm. and they're never really cross-checked on anything. It felt more That's like what a, I was just about a to diary. Say. There's nobody, there's nobody to there's, they're like screaming into the void. There's nobody on the other side to, to answer back, you know, like in the story about Megan's niece bugged the living daylights out yeah, of me. Yeah. I got, I don't, I don't, and I want I wanted to jump in and go, wait, you didn't feel rejected by your, your aunt that she just sort of cut you off. Like there are so many moments like that where I'm like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It uh-huh. kind of felt like they gave them a big paycheck and said, do whatever you want. And it was way too long for them to just do and say with anything, without anybody asking them any questions back, like follow-up questions. Right. And even, you know, if you, I don't know if you remember this, but they said, the Sussexes said that, you know, this is not the way we would have told our story, which is kind okay, of- Okay, like- then why are you wasting our time? Also, <laughs> I don't think it was actually, I've, I've heard this and you can t- do the great service of telling me whether or not this is true or inaccurate. Mm-hmm. They filmed in a house that actually wasn't theirs for I privacy did, concerns. I, yes, I, I do believe that is true. So um, and, how and can I you do- that. Yeah, I get no, that. No, 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 no. You can't do that. That you, that's what you do. If- I say to people, like this happens with a lot of singers and documentaries, if they're the executive producer, you got to go, mm, okay. Like, well, well, yes. The, yeah, where's the check and balance? That's a. But, that's you a can't make point. a docu-series about your life and use a fake house. Yeah. You can't do it. Well, and then like, it, it reminds me of Mariah Carey, who, look, I mean, this is her prerogative. When she wrote her autobiography, she left out parts of the story that she just didn't want to talk about. And look, that is, that is your prerogative, but that's not like, that's what I'm saying. Where's the check? That's not a documentary. We need to call that something else. We're going to call that. We'll remove this from the list then. Although I don't want it edited out because I, I no no I didn't, I agree, but I, um, let's, let's caveat as we are mentioning it, Mm -hmm. not necessarily 
categorize categorizing mm-hmm. it as worth the the others in terms of doing doing the service of research and background for people that are hungry for background information on the mm-hmm. royal family. Mm-hmm. That that's a whole. This is like that's a little bit different. You know, it it very felt very much like Kardashians on Hulu, which we what I like to watch because it's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the Kardashians. Like you get a good you know laugh in a couple scenes, but it's not definitely not a CNN documentary. Yeah, that's that's valid. And so we'll we'll do Harry and Meghan with a little asterisk by it. Yes, but it still makes the list. Okay, so what is your next one? Um, that's actually it for me. That's it for you. That's okay, it for well, me. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through a couple more. I think I only have two two more. So I want to mention, and I'm wondering if you've seen this, Elizabeth and Margaret: Love and Loyalty on Netflix. I think it's it was on Netflix. Oh, know you know what? Either. Yeah, I did. Their relationships were real interesting. Well, yeah. So the, speaking of William and Harry, the sibling dynamic between royals are is forever complicated. It's not just a William and Harry thing. It's an Elizabeth and Margaret thing. You know, I was wondering the other day. I mean, and I'm sure this isn't the only reason, but, you know, did the whales have three kids so that it wouldn't just be two, like one on one? You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, mm-hmm. it's like, and of course, it's Louis who just is amazing. He absorbs, you know, any, any tension that would have maybe existed if there were just two of them. But this one, it's called Elizabeth and Margaret Love and Loyalty. It's on, it was on Netflix. That's where I saw it. It came out in 2020. And it just, again, as you can surmise, talks about the relationship between the sisters, how Margaret sacrificed happiness for the monarchy, of course, Peter Townsend, all of that. And um, it's, it's really compelling. And then Charles and Diana, 1983. So this shows Charles and Diana and William, because Diana kind of controversially at the time brought a nine month old William along with she and Charles on their Australia, New Zealand tour in 1983 shows them on the tour. There are moments where you can tell that this is not going to work, meaning the marriage, but there's also moments where they seem really in love and it's, and mm-hmm. it's very hopeful. Um, cracks in the marriage are, are beginning to show. And that came out in 2021. And then let's see, I have two more and I'll breeze through. So speaking of Charles, um, oh, this is the one that I watched. I was sitting here searching in my brain for the name of it. And I have it right here on my list, Charles in his own words. So I just watched this over the holidays. It just came out last year in the lead up to the coronation. He is involved. He is interviewed for this and it's got, I think I watched this on, I think I watched this on Paramount plus, um, but rarely seen footage and interviews again, Charles participates. And then the last one it's speaking of, um, documentaries that the Royal family contributed to and took part in Prince Philip, the Royal family remembers. This was again, commissioned by the, yeah, it's really good commissioned Mm -hmm. by the Royal family in 2021, shortly after his passing that April, very intimate portrait of him. As Kate said earlier in the show, we, if you're a Royal follower, we don't have to tell you that Prince Philip is incredibly compelling, both his life in the firm and before it. And so I just, the story that stands out to me from this documentary is apparently he would, Philip would um, like squeeze, um, like squeeze a mustard bottle together and like it would shoot up 
onto the ceilings of these palaces and like they couldn't they, they're so tall they couldn't get it down like they so there's like yeah monsters. but then that's awful because then they're he's there the, the staff's being berated by their bosses they're like you got to get that off and they're you know and he, that's a dick move sorry well i thought it was funny when i think william told it but now you've bringing me the other side and you're you not know what wrong. i mean it's like oh great you're now not we have wrong. to clean the ceiling like what a jerk ha, ha, ha. Yeah. look at yeah. them scamp sure. scampering to clean that's it up a very that's a very like we live in black, like royal. We're royals, and somebody else will take care of that. Like, oh, he's people. such a riot. He just says the craziest things. Meanwhile, there's like a fleet of like forty-five employees. They're hey, like, that's Shit. perspective. That's they're like, damn it, he's doing it again. <laughs> yeah, because then they're like, he's I gotta stay home thing again. <laughs> I got a wife and kids back at the cottage that I need to go and spend time with, but I can't because now I have to clean the ketchup from the ceiling. <laughs> perspective. It's all about perspective. So, listeners, there's our there's our list. That's a dang good start in the world of royal documentaries and so I want to ask you one more question before we wrap up so what is a documentary that hasn't been made yet about the royal family that you would like to see made um the one where I meet Peter at a bar <laughs> the love story of Kate the love Peter. story I don't know maybe that what about um, me? I I'm, I would like to be involved. Yeah, you know what? I would like to well. see that for you, Rachel. I would like to see you hook up with him. And listen, he does well, like... I'm very much in a committed, happy relationship. So I feel like I need to not shoot, do that. But... Fine. <laughs> Somebody date him so I can find out what's going on. Because it's, I mean, he's handsome and all, but what I really want is to get the, like, the scoop on like what's going on behind the scenes. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would like a documentary about Princess Anne's kids. No one oh, talks yeah. about them. I would like... um that's what I want right now. But okay. I feel like the cousin one in the future is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It talked to me in 20 years. I want one on what's going on with, uh, with the five, uh, grandkids of Charles. That's what I want. All right. Before okay, we, okay. You know what else I want? Yeah. I want a documentary. Oh, I know what I want. Mm -hmm. This is what I really want. Okay. And if somebody wants to work with me on this, I welcome the opportunity. I'd like Putting to sell this to a network. The universe. I would like a documentary that I would like to produce about what happened behind the scenes of Megan and Harry's wedding. Oh yeah. And I'm going, I want to interview all the staff and I want to uh -huh. hear about the conversations, like how people were like, why is George Clooney here? And then George Clooney's like, I honestly don't know. I don't even know these, this couple. <laughs> I don't know how that, I got here, but I just, I don't know how I got here, but it just crashed the shit out of this party. And here we are <laughs> like that. That's what I want. Oh, yeah, I would watch that in heartbeat. Absolutely. Kate, you just need to run the world. Although, you know what? They did have a documentary about it was like before the wedding. I should have added that. I forget the name of it, but we can look it up later. Well, actually, Queen of the World, the one I mentioned earlier, that's the one that they show like the behind the scenes of like them looking, the Queen and Meghan looking at her wedding dress and all that. That was that was that the one where you go and you see the caterers getting ready and all the things that went into the royal wedding? I don't think it was that deep. I oh my God, know... no, no, no. You've got to go and watch that one because you know that called? you're not going to feel bad for Harry and Meghan after that at yeah. all. Yeah. You're going to yeah. see how much money they spent, how they did everything to make that a spectacular wedding. And there's this great moment where the carriage leaves this, you know, the mm -hmm. ceremony and they go through that long, long, long road yeah, the where there are all these people. And mm -hmm. at one point the carriage kind of slows down and Megan spots her teacher. 
no way that's it's cool. so cute and she's like oh my god and then like waves to her and she's like that's my old teacher and i just like, of all the thousands Wait, of people there that the she documentary i have not yeah. seen this it's like it's called the making of the royal wedding i think it, it, it's like that but you go and you see the preparations for all the desserts and what goes into the oh, the wow. meal and how they writing, get this down right now they get all the carriages out and they show how they they which one's chosen and how the stationery is done and it's everybody in Windsor is involved in this. And then the route, um, like the security and how they prepared for that and how they prepared the church. And, and then also how they organized the route after the ceremony. So it kind of like, it, 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 but it doesn't take you into their wed their wedding reception. So that's where it cut off. And that's the story I want to know after that. Okay. I don't know how I missed this, but I will be finding this. Do you know what platform it's on just off, off, Cuff. Um, I feel like I watched it on Amazon Prime, but of course, like we mentioned, the, these things kind of yeah, jump they from float. network they to network. Around. They float around. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you're amazing. I'm a huge fan. Where can our listeners find you? So you can listen to Reality Life with Kate Casey everywhere where you listen to podcasts. And I have six episodes a week on Mondays. I tell you that's what insane, to watch. Kate. My God. <laughs> like, I know. That's crazy. How it's are a, you? Are super, I'm sorry, but that is nuts. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'll do I do interviews with the talent and the doc uh, the the producers and the um, directors and the hosts behind reality shows, documentaries, and docu series. And then Saturdays, I have a special series called Saturday Series where I interview people who I know who've had incredible personal stories. Um, I, I really began with me telling my own story. Mm-hmm. A spoiler alert, alert: I wasn't raised with my dad, and I think he may have been a spy in Ireland. Oh, um, okay. So I tell that kind of story, and I interview really interesting, cool people on Saturdays. So check that out. I also have that must-watch list at katecasey.substack.com, and make sure you sign up for that because not only will you get the list of what to watch each week, but you can go back and look for archive lists. And there's plenty to watch. Uh, Patreon for bonus episodes. Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com backslash Kate Casey. And then also finally, you can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram at, at Kate Casey CA TikTok. It's Kate Casey. And on Twitter at Kate Casey. If you live in the Los Angeles area, San Diego area, I have a live show on February 28th at the Irvine improv. And if Ooh, you come cool. up and say, I loved hearing you chat with Rachel about Royal family members, I will be elated. So come see me at the Irvine I improv on would, February 28th. I'm, I'm, if I can find a way out there, I would, I would love to come to your live show. That would be, be fun. incredibly entertaining. Look, let me tell you listeners, if you read, go to, just go to reality life and read her reviews that, that tells the whole story of who Kate is and oh, how thanks. much her community loves her. I mean, I've never seen in my entire life. So many five-star reviews, Kate, you are the best. And I thank, oh, thank you so you much too. for being here today. This is so much fun. Such a blast. Thank you.